Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Mum's The Word, the parenting podcast. Where we answer the questions you want to hear about parenthood. And provide you with real, honest advice for every stage of your parenting journey. Whether you're a parent-to-be, a new mum like me, navigating those sleepless nights. Or a more experienced parent facing the challenges of raising older kids like me. We've got you covered with relatable stories, expert insights and plenty of laughs along the way. So grab your headphones, a cup of coffee or maybe something stronger. And let's get real about parenting. We're not going to be sugarcoating anything from punamis to piles. Nothing is off limits at Mum's The Word. It's a podcast for all the parents out there, our own little club. Mum's The Word. Listen wherever you get your podcast from and hit follow so you don't miss an episode welcome back and if you're new here this is loose lips we get into it and by we i mean the lovely sophie brown and me robin richford we tackle all different types of topics things that are bothering you or things that have been brought up over a glass of wine with our friends in your late 20s and early 30s yeah we certainly do and we also have our extra nippy episode which is all about our listeners where you guys send in any dilemmas or issues it might be about an episode of the pod it might just be a life experience relationship career whatever it is but please keep sending them in um because we love giving you our advice so you can do that on the instagram at the loose lips podcast or you can email it in contact at looselipspodcast.com beautifully done so far <laughs> She actually just winked. Oh, she winked. She winked and did like, you know, like the little double, um, the little double like, yeah, you got this. That was so nicely done, babe. I immediately take that back. Honestly, I think it's cute. I I was proud of you. I was like, look at her nailing that intro. Nailed it. I've had a real issue with this uh, email, guys. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I just get a mind block every time I read it, and I did nail it that time. I'll, I'll, I'll have that. She is a presenter, ladies and gents. Woo! So professional. So professional. I love it. Also, I am loving you doing the, um, the racing. Are you enjoying it? I am loving it. I am in my element. I really so. I'm from Cheltenham, if anyone didn't know, and uh, they've got very big race meets. They've got the Cheltenham race course. It's, it's fantastic. Nothing compares. <laughs> I am biased, but <laughs> I've, I've always been since I was a kid. And then I got the opportunity to work with Race Day TV. So they do all the crowd stuff. It's all really fun. So they have the license on all the courses to go and speak to the crowd. So 
you know, it's all, it's about everything. It's some of like the horse stuff, but it's also like outfits and just fun and what people think about the races. And yeah, I just love it. And I was at um, York race course uh, at the weekend. First time I've been there. That's a great one, actually. I tell you what, that's a pretty. Mm, York is nice. Well, it's just a beautiful place as well. York anyway, isn't it? Mm. And so the, uh, their race course is quite close, isn't it? To the city centre, is that right? Yeah, it wasn't far. I I came into the station um, and it wasn't far at all to get there. So it's like, they, they tend not to be actually. So I've done a few now. I was in Scotland last month. So I went up to Scotland. Yeah. That was fun, but I didn't get much time there. So I came into Glasgow and then went to air and I was maybe going to do a night in Glasgow, but it just didn't work out like that. So came back to Manchester. Oh my gosh. Tell you what though, on the way back, we like rushed to get the last train back. It was at like 6.40 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got cancelled. Little did I know that every day since the Wednesday, and this was the Saturday, it had been cancelled. If I'd have known that the last train had been for days, I wouldn't even have bothered, obviously. Oh, no. We waited two hours for a bus to turn up. And there was oh, no. To take us to Carlisle. And then we were going to get a train. Oh, babe, never. The buses never came. Shania Twain was on that night. That's why it was so busy. It was also the races. Yeah. We got taxis all the way to our destinations. So I got a taxi with four four randomers all the way to Manchester from Glasgow. Shut up. Yeah. How mad is that? That's so fun though. I mean, but it was late at night. None of us were chatting. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? So there's nothing worse, is there? I find this, see, if you offer someone a lift and it's a really long journey and you're like, oh God, I need to talk this whole way. It's horrid, than not it? Yeah. I, I would basically, I made claim to the front seat. I was like, I literally, because I was... I was just, it was really awful waiting that long. And I know everybody had to do it. I don't mean it was just like that for me, but it was just like, I started looking at hotels, but they were really expensive on the Saturday night. You know, when you just feel stuck. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't really know what to do here. And I committed to going home. So I felt like I should just keep going on. But yeah, I basically, I asked the people if they'd mind if I sat in the front. Cause I just really felt like I needed like my own space. Like I have ADHD and I never really attribute anything to it, to be honest. But then I'm like, you should because you're literally diagnosed. But things like small spaces and like waiting in queues and things like that, like it really makes me like quite angsty. Like I'm right. quite like, and the whole experience just made me a bit. So I was like, I'm just going to see if they'll let me sit in the front. And they did. Oh, that was lucky. I, I really feel for the person in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I thought, but to be fair, actually, I think he had an all right amount of space today because he was like but it was um yeah the oh and it was these two lads right this lovely lovely lady that had visited someone for the day and that's how long <gasps> her journey took oh, i know no. and she had flowers and everything from the person she'd visited and things bless her she was really lovely and then these two boys were from manchester and they flew back from their holiday to scotland because it was cheaper oh no and they had to travel back God, how much more? Do you know what's amazing though? It wouldn't even be the money. It'd be finding a taxi driver that would do it. So they, no, they, they, this was the problem. They couldn't get the buses because it was so busy that night, Saturday night and the concert and stuff. And they got like enough taxis for 80 people, I think it was. But I'm talking like people were there with all of their, so these boys had their luggage, but they were putting people to Birmingham and stuff that were like six seaters, but with loads of luggage. Like this is what I mean about the how the whole, I didn't, I was like a bit worried about sort of like sitting in the back and because it was all like, I don't know, it was all very intense. Like, you know, you're going with complete randomers, loads of luggage, uh, the car's full, driving oh a window away. 
It was quite a lot. Like it was that quite is a, a lot. Amazing though they put cars on. I'm surprised they did that. Well, right. This is the thing. Not to go into the national rail at the moment, but it is an absolute joke. I mean, oh, it is an absolute joke. How much would it have cost them to put us all in taxi? I know. That's what I mean. The reason that they didn't do that that train is because um, they didn't have enough staff or whatever. And it's like, you know, at least if there was a mechanical fault or something, yes, it's just like you know, I'll put an apron on. Get me in there. <laughs> I'll help you out, but I was just... Choo-choo! Can you imagine Soph and, like, dressed as Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> I'd get me in there. I'd help out. I just... Yeah, it's just... um, It's crazy. And I wonder, it must have cost them so much money to do that. This is the whole thing, right? Because I know, obviously, they did the strikes and everything, didn't they? Because of the... Because of the wages and yeah. all of that sort of thing. And then the company were like, I'm not willing to pay it. But they must be losing so much money. I know. Like, it's actually ridiculous. Like, I now don't really get the train down to London. I tend to fly just because for such a long time, they were so unreliable. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I can't do it. But then, yeah, Manchester, there's not much choice because... <laughs> you would literally go up and come back down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I have looked at flying before, but it's just not the set. Like it's yeah, you you can it's it's frustrating. So you can get a two hour train. Yeah, and like you have big events and things like that, and you're like, oh my god, I'm like, can I make it down there and stuff? It's just yeah, but obviously I understand there's a bigger issue, but it is such a knock on effect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, but at least you got set on the front off. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's what we've taken for that story. Oh, you know, because that makes... <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, right. was, I'm joking. It was awful, all right? I really had a really long day. I'd been working. Come on now. But yeah, no, uh, to go back to the, the point that they started from, I'm absolutely loving doing my racing stuff. Oh, also, I just thought of something that actually is ridiculous. Oh, my God, from that story. I live in Glasgow, Soph. You could have rang me. Oh, I thought, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah oh. I did not even think about that. The thing is, the thing is, I was so in it at that point. Yeah, I you're just waited. For yeah, the you're just not thinking, are you? And I, I suppose I also had a hotel that, that was um like, because they booked it part of me like working there, but not in Glasgow. It was in air, which was an hour away. So yeah. we panicked to get the last train because we realized that we would have made it. So we got there and everything. I had loads of time. Like I was an hour early for this last train. Only yeah. missed one before by like 10 minutes, but I never aimed to get that one. So I was just like, I'm not traveling all the way to air to stay over in this hotel to no, then come back right. again. I was like, look, I'm in it now. So like, even if I get home at 1, 2 a.m., I'll just be in my bed and I don't know. No, I don't know what you mean. There is something about getting home, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Something about getting home. Right, let's do it because otherwise we're just going to talk about trains and journeys for 40 <laughs> minutes and nobody wants that. Oh. Uh, especially not us, to be fair. Uh, this week we're actually talking about something that I guess like consumes a lot of people but also is maybe just not spoken about that often, I don't feel. Uh, we're going to talk about worry and worrying and kind of what that means and how that kind of like looks. Are you, would you say that you're a bit of a worrier, Soph? I don't think I'm a worrier. I think I'm more of a, a like a stress panicker, like just before things. Like I don't think, I don't think I'm a worrier. I think, I'll tell you what though, 
I would hate to be a worrier. Like I've got friends that worry a lot and it really affects their lives. And I just think it's like, it's so shit. Like I can't imagine what it's like to literally worry about everything. And you can't, you can only tell someone so many times that like they can't necessarily help it. But I'm glad I'm not, I'm not that bad. I think I'm more of a bit of a panic stresser because I'm quite like last minute about things. So that's probably my own fault. Yeah, like a last minute push rather than like, I don't know. I when I was younger, I was definitely a warrior. Like I was, like they used to say, "Oh my!" Like so, I had like alopecia, and I also had like warts on my hands. Oh, and apparently yeah. they're really like big signs of like just worry. Right. But I never used to know what I was worrying about. Like my mom used to always be like, you know, like, "Oh, like what are you worried about?" And I'm like, nothing. Like literally nothing. But like my body was saying something completely different. So I think I've, I might be quite like a deep worrier, maybe rather right. than a like. I don't worry about the day to days. Things don't worry me. Like I wouldn't be like, "Oh my gosh, like you know, this might happen." And have I said the right thing or do, things like that? Just don't. I don't really mind. Like things I don't know. But I think I maybe am a bit of a worrier in terms of like my future or like kind of like longer term maybe yeah no I get I get what you mean I think that you're right and I think probably people are very different with like worrying like some people do worry about those tiny things you know all the time Mm. in the day-to-day stuff I think I'm probably similar like the bigger stuff I also think that a lot of the way that I react to things which is not a good thing like I think that I probably need to like address things more like as they kind of hit me but I kind of like put it to the back, put it to the back. And like, I don't really think about it. And then I think it does come out in different ways. Like I'll get really ill or something. And then my mum or whatever would be like, that's because, you know, you've had this, this is a blah, 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 and you've been burning the candle at both ends and you've been stressed about this, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Like I don't really outwardly stress or worry about things. But I definitely internalize it. Yeah, I think you might. And honestly, all you need to do is get an Apple Watch or fitness watch and that will humble you in seconds when it comes to stress levels. Like, honestly, I couldn't believe it. Bless you. Wow. Our soap's a little ill today. Yeah, sorry, guys. She's hanging on in. She's great. She's doing good. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I didn't realise until I got my Apple Watch, like, at what, how often I actually was in that really high stress level. Gosh, yeah. (laughs) And what's mental is sometimes I'll just be sitting so and I'll be like going mental and I will have no idea what I'm thinking about. Well, I know what I'm thinking about, but I have no idea what I'm worrying about. That's quite scary, isn't it? Have you ever um, had like a therapist or had therapy or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have had therapy. I basically, I kind of mentioned it actually in the last episode, but basically uh, without going into it, I basically had like an emergency operation and basically it came in the middle of the pandemic and it meant like I mean like I was I was in my in hospital bed for obviously like a week like couldn't walk like TMI couldn't even we you myself you know like it was that kind of level like but yeah and like it took me about four weeks to manage to walk for five minutes yeah so it was like physically really like uh not great but in terms of mentally I really really struggled because it was a pandemic I was kind of um I just finished my tv contract and so it was that really awkward state I don't know if you remember where like things were opening so everyone was like we're back to normal and then like my work wasn't back to normal at all and so I was like financially cacking my pants because I couldn't work because I'd just gone through this operation and whatnot anyway I'd gone I'd become such a worrier then and like was just worrying about absolutely everything I can't remember how it came around but basically like uh, the film and tv charity like 
reached out and said, listen, you can get therapy here and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I actually did do therapy for the first time. And that was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't know. It's so funny. Like everyone has different, I guess, understandings or like feelings about therapy. I feel like it's quite a loaded topic, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of whether it, you should do it. Have you done it? No. So, well, I brought it up because I think it's, I, I want to, I, I sillyly haven't over the years and I feel like it's definitely something that I should do but it's one of those it's like oh it's expensive or oh then I have to find the therapist that fits people say you know or they might go through a few before they actually kind of like get on with the person you know but um no I really I really want to because I think that there's a lot of things like that I want to get off my chest and things that probably do like worry me day to day that I just kind of like yeah just just bury but I always find it interesting like I in America it's literally like everybody has a therapist everybody talks about it like you know such an open conversation but I feel like in the UK it's a bit more I don't know I think we're becoming more open to it and things because I think god you know obviously not everyone has access I'm not saying everybody should like I understand people can't but like you know me personally I I definitely want to that's something that I want to do soon like imminently Mm. it's such a it's it's such an interesting one because as someone that's you know it went to therapy and I think it's actually really important to say like I do think that it is a very privileged thing in a lot of ways it's not something that everyone can afford because it's so expensive yeah and then that adds a financial burden as well. And so then it's almost counterintuitive. You know, like, I, I don't know. I do think that it's quite a thing. Like my mum, for instance, like my mum and dad, they're from like quite a working class background. And it's really interesting sometimes, like if I'm worrying about things or things I'm concerned about, my mum would say like, oh, you're lucky that's what you've got to worry around. You know, like yeah. and sometimes you forget like how privileged you are in the sense that like, you know, when you're just doing the basics to survive, you don't have time to worry you just don't like it's so interesting like yeah how you know and I know every I'm not saying that that uh distinguishes anything anyone's worrying about because I also do believe like if it's bothering you it's bothering you and it's okay yes. like but I don't know as someone that's been to therapy like I think it was good but for me that was such an extreme moment in my life I don't know that I would need to go right. like like unless it was something but everyone's different right so everyone's yeah. like Everyone's like, oh, I, it's almost like a maintenance thing. It's almost like going to the gym for some people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, I'm like, I, I am still a little bit of the understanding. I don't know if it's old school, but I'm a little bit of the understanding of like, sometimes it's like opening Pandora's box. Yeah. Well, that's that's my concern. Like, I'm like, I've not been for this amount of time. And I'm like, well, you know, if you go now, like, where do you even start? And then it's like that thing of like, is it just going to make everything worse? Like, you know, is it is it worth it to kind of like, I, but I'm like that with a lot of things like with my ADHD meds like I don't I don't take them and it's like it's because I'm kind of like well I've lived this long without you know having to yeah. use them and things and it's like well it's so hard and I completely agree with you like things like therapy are complete privilege like it costs a lot of money and it's not something that people can just have access to but it's a difficult one like I think I do think it should be normalized more in the way of yeah, I don't know. I've got some people that say it's, you know, changed their life. And then, but a lot of people do do it like, like you did, like reactionary, whatever that, you know, it's like a, yeah. rather than, you know, uh, having it as a regular thing, like something will happen in their life. And then that's when they'll talk to someone that tends to be the case a lot. Yeah. Like you just need a little help in hand for a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great for that. It's almost like a wee crutch just, just to kind of get you going again. 
Hello, my name is Mark Thompson, your guide aboard the Constellation Station podcast. Tune in every Monday for your weekly guide to all things going on in the skies above the UK that week. From meteor showers to comets and eclipses to supernova explosions, I will have it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. But until then, let's hope for some clear skies. But I do think, see, if you're a person that is naturally a little bit of a worrier or an overthinker, I sometimes think having more time to think and more time to talk about it isn't necessarily a good thing because I think you can, like, talk yourself into a flap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one friend that, like, went to therapy. She went years ago. Um, I remember when we were quite young, I'd say, like, early 20s, maybe. And honestly, I think it was the worst thing she ever did. Yeah. And I don't know how she feels about it now, but, like, she just went from someone that was like so um I mean I we lived together so I, I wouldn't say that it was a facade because you can't keep a facade you know 24 yeah. 7 so but like yeah I, I don't know I just I just wondered if like it actually helped or if actually it was just gave her more time to analyze her life and analyze her decisions and then and worry about them like I almost think it almost added time to it rather than maybe something else that would be just as equally therapeutic like joining like a team or you know like something or going out with friends or you know like I find yeah. that I get such good therapy from going out with friends oh my gosh yeah 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 never underestimate the power of a girl's night <laughs> literally though and do you know what frustrates me so much it's not till after it that I'm like why didn't I do that sooner yeah yeah I needed that why didn't yeah. I do it sooner even just seeing that that certain friend or like, you know, going for that dinner or yeah, going out for drinks. I, yeah, it makes such a big difference. They do say as well, we're like a generation of warriors, don't they? Because of like yeah. our phones and yeah, the I news think... and everyone's got an opinion on social media and things like that. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I think it's like innately in us now, unfortunately. Like I think this next generation, like it'd be difficult not to worry like you've got so many things as well like you know comparison all the time on social media you know like you're constantly worrying that you're not good enough or mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
compared to someone else. And then like, you know, whether you're in a relationship or not, you've got all this like competition on social media and you're worried about, you know, other girls that are on there. And that I think that adds a massive like curveball into it. And a lot people are like, a lot more susceptible to stuff like that. Like these people that worry a lot are unfortunately like more susceptible to feeling a lot more of those kind of like, you know, feeling like that or that that competitiveness that's on social media and things like that. Like, like I've had friends be kind of like so overwhelmed by that, that like it really affects them or like they have to take themselves off social media and things like, and it does get to that point, but it's a, it's a scary prospect. Like I worry because I really want kids, but it's difficult because I'm just like, what's it going to fucking look like then? Oh my like God, how difficult is it going to be then? And what, what, what can I even say as like their mother to help them? You know, like I don't even, I just think it's so, I think it's so difficult. Like, yeah. It's funny. I think you're right. Like, I guess it is maybe like a funny word worry, if you know what I mean. Because I go, oh, I'm not really a worrier is like my initial kind of reaction. Yeah. But then I guess when you say it like that, like if you take into consideration like comparison and like seeing yeah. other people living their lives and thinking I want to do that and can I do that? And, you know, I definitely, definitely have done that and still do that. I'm like much better at catching if I am starting to kind of like think kind of badly about myself or like kind of worry about things or, you know, looking at other people's lives and sometimes I'll be like, oh, Robin, what are you doing? You know, but um, as a general rule, I wouldn't say that I, I would sit and like worry about it. But I know that definitely if you're feeling down, that is not the place to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, no, I'm the same. Like, like I would not label myself as a worrier. Like, I think I can, like I said, get a bit, get a bit stressed or worked up about certain things or whatever. But like, generally, I don't think I, I worry. Like, there's that saying that's like, you know, if you worry about something before it's happened, like you're worrying twice. Like, I'm more likely to get stressed or whatever, like just before. But the problem is, if you internalize it much before it happens, the thing, the kind of things I do is like, and I don't think this is really worrying. I think it's more just, I don't know, mentally preparing, but things like I know in the past when I've had to hand my nose in, if I've known about that for like, you know, a mm-hmm. week or a couple of weeks, I'll think about it every night before I go to sleep and I'll like dream about it even. Like it, it, it's, it's kind of like eats up my brain, but not even in a negative way. I'm talking like, I'll just play out how I'm going to do it in my head or what I'm going to say or how it's going to go down. Like it's weird. Like I wouldn't necessarily say I'm sat there worrying about it. I mean, no, that is kind of what worrying is, I guess, if you're thinking about it before. But it's just the way my brain works. I think everybody's different in the way that they approach things. But like certain things like that mm. are like pre-plan it in my head a long time before it happens. It's interesting, isn't it? I feel like in my head as well, like I'll, I'll literally play out all the different scenarios yeah. and then you go in there and it's not one of them. <laughs> that, well, this is the thing. You do it every time. Exactly. Same. That's literally what I do. Like I... I struggle with my sleep though. Like I am a night owl and I, I don't get it as much anymore, touch wood, but I get, I used to get sleep paralysis quite a lot and it was just like, it was horrible and I wasn't getting much sleep and things like that. But I think about things. That's when I think about things like a lot. Like I know everybody does before they go to sleep, but like I really, really do in that time. That's when I kind of like just sit there and think of all my wrongdoings and all the things that you know are gonna happen and it's so true actually I because I would be like oh I'm, I don't really but you're right like right before bed like I could literally change my whole life right before bed yeah that's yeah. when my brain is in overdrive like worry 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 like you've not done this you've not done that you could have done this you've made this yeah. mistake why did you say that da, da, da. and then you wake up in the morning and completely forget all about it 
Yes, so weird. It's so true about sleeping on things because you honestly wake up with such a different perspective. Like that's one thing I would say like, and I agree with the whole don't sleep on an argument and things like that. Because I just think that like, when, well, like, yeah, once you wake up in the morning, you just have like a fresh perspective, like on no matter what it is. I'd also say with worrying and with like friendships and things, this isn't, I'm not saying this like a controversial opinion, but I think it can be really hard when you have a friend that's like a massive, massive worrier. Like I've had it in the past where it can be quite hard to relate. Like when, and I know that it's affecting them massively and that's a really sad thing. This is what I mean. I'm very happy that I'm not a person that like literally worries about everything, but um, it can be very difficult because then they're literally like, every time they kind of speak about stuff, it's like negative. Yeah. Like everything is negative. They look into everything. And it's really difficult as a friend because there's only so many times you can say, oh, you know, you need not think about it like that. Or, you know, it's going to be all right and try this or why don't you do that? And it's, I, I, yeah, I don't, I just, I just know that I've had friendships like that in the past and it's, it's, it's really draining. Yeah, I wonder. You know what, though? I think that's actually quite brave to say because I think a lot of people don't mention that. because do. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to sound as if they're being insensitive or they're not compassionate. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't want it to come across like that. But, like, if I think about those friendships, like, it's it's really difficult because there's so only so many times you can say it. And, like, you really care about them as a friend. And it isn't – it's not that I'm being insensitive at all. It's just it's difficult when it might also be something that you – don't consider to be like you said about the fact that you know especially previously in life like you know further generations they were just surviving like and they didn't have time to worry about things but when you've got someone that's worrying about everything and you just think I don't know your life could just be so much more improved if if you didn't like I just feel like you know you get so much more out of your life and that makes me sad for them yeah I, I would love to know as well like if do you think it's like a like a a biological thing are you or is it you know is it something they create when you're a child or because I do think there is a thing of like some people just are lean slightly more towards optimism and some people are just slightly more pessimistic and I wonder if there is anything like scientific or if it just you know if it's is it that nature nurture thing I would love to know that like is it just because I know I've definitely gone through periods of my life where I'm definitely looking at the glass as half empty Right. But I wouldn't say that it is my natural default or definitely wasn't, you know, growing up or in my early 20s. But, you know, I've gone like life kind of jades you a little bit sometimes. And, you know, you can go through a period of life where it's a year perhaps or even just a couple of weeks or we're like, gosh, I'm, you know, you can almost feel yourself being more pessimistic, worrying about more things, yeah. looking at it like half empty. And like, I wonder if there is something also like of some people just are like that, like, yeah I don't know and then they have to use their energy to to be positive I don't you know which is exhausting I guess isn't it yeah no I think I think that is the case and it's like unfortunate like I think that there are people that also yeah experiences through childhood and things like that and like as kids a lot of kids are massive worriers and like they massively rely on their parents and they're not very confident you've got some kids that are just so out there and confident and you know mm-hmm. whatever and like, I don't think I was really like that as a kid like my brother was the one that was always out there I think as I got older I got more confident but I was definitely there was definitely a time where I was very like you know cared about what other people thought and things and like you know I'd always be with my parents or whatever but they pushed me to kind of like go out and be my own person but obviously yeah then it's kind of like well if these people have felt that way since they were a kid like how do they really change those kind of like innate 
feelings and and thoughts within them like it, it's it's so difficult also you have people that that have you know anxiety and that's what drives kind of like how worried they are because a lot of people worry about the effects all the time of something's going to happen and of their actions of like mm. I don't know it just sounds fucking exhausting to be honest it is exhausting I know that <laughs> like if I've if I've been in that you know that situation for a period of time or whatever then it, let me tell you it's exhausting like it can be all consuming and it's crazy there's actually um, a study so that yeah. basically the Harvard Business have come out with it's like the Harvard uh, Business Review and it basically suggests that there are four stages of worrying from the ages of 25 to 35 so exactly as we are um I think do you reckon you could like kind of guess what you reckon any of them might be so like the four stages in this period of your life that of things that you would worry about uh okay uh uh work uh <laughs> no what no apparently not it's not in there really family yes like relationships family yeah yeah really and also relationship like with a partner rather than family or are they under the same yeah yeah so number one the number one thing you know that people are kind of like worrying about are the stages that that worrying kind of like I guess is uh what would you call that <laughs> highlighted no like uh <laughs> I don't really know like you're really worrying basically uh number one is being locked into a commitment so whether that's a relationship uh housing or a job so like when you're getting locked into a commitment apparently that's one of the four stages that you're really going to worry and then ironically number two is when you end that commitment and now kind of feeling isolated is then is then the next stage of worry and then number three which I thought was really interesting it's called internal reflection so it's basically when you're doing internal reflection which is followed by exploring new interests and then number four is emerging from a crisis much happier and with a greater sense of purpose um so that's the kind of four stages I guess as you're kind of going through uh 25 to 35 so I think the idea is is like you're you know you've got the commitment you're worried about locking it in then the next worry is when it ends and then you're feeling isolated then the next stage I guess that you go through is the internal reflection and then you explore all the new interests. And then the fourth is obviously when you're kind of coming out of the crisis and you're kind oh, of Oh, I happier. see. So it's like the process of dealing with... Yes, that. like yeah. the, worry, the worries between, yeah. Really interesting, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like, how is it that then we we worry about getting the commitment, then we worry about when we come out of it, then we worry, you know? It's never ending. Never ends. I'd agree with that, though. I would say that those things, being locked into commitment, is a big thing. I always call myself a commitment phobe. Um, I don't think it's, it's not something I'm proud of and we're working on it, but I think yeah. I am a bit of a commitment phobe with jobs, uh, with relationships, which is yeah. various because I'm in a long-term relationship. But I do think that, like, yeah, what what naturally people kind of go, oh, I really want to do that. I'm like, yeah, that scares me. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a commitment phobe. Like I think I'm very much like a take it as it comes and I'm not scared to like make a commitment. But at that age, there are a lot of people that are, and also not to generalize, but I do feel like males find that difficult as well, committing to something at that age. Well, I'm, I'm definitely on the male spectrum on that side. If the <laughs> spectrum is that even the way to say it. I'm definitely... But, Anything that's forever scares me and makes me worry. Anything. Really? That's why I don't have a tattoo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, see, I'm not... I'm quite a big risk taker, though. See, I would say I am, but I don't 
I, in my head, it doesn't feel like a risk. So like, what, yeah. so what I mean by that is people will say, oh, you're really out there. You really just go for it. Or you just move and you do this. Da, da, da. Like my actions, my actions look quite like risky yeah. to other people, but because they don't feel risky to me. Yeah. Then, yeah. Whereas I'll worry about other things that people, like norm, normal people or people that maybe aren't necessarily like worrying that way would think is totally normal. And I struggle. That's interesting. I kind of resonate with that. Like, I think I'm similar. Like, those big things, I'll just do. Marry a stranger, move my whole life. Yeah, see, that's that's fucking mental to me. (laughs) I know. Someone called me crazy the other day, and I was like, but it's not, though. And they were like, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's not great. It's a bit mental. But it's not to me, though. How weird. How weird. That's probably, I am a weirdo that would do that, though. I did do it. Yeah, but for me, I think, right, so this is what's my, right, so take Married at First Sight, perfect example, right, just while we're on topic. If I was to go marry a stranger, what people would be scared of is like, oh my goodness, I'm going to marry a stranger, that's what I'm worried about, like, are they going to like me, you know, yeah. do I look all right, is that a, that part I wouldn't worry about, what would worry me is like, is it forever? Right. That's the bit that would worry me. Yeah, you have an issue with forever things, faux show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I get it though. Am I in therapy right now? <laughs> That's what these sessions are. Um, yeah. That's our um, therapy to be fair, isn't it? Uh, uh, see, it's funny because like I, well, you don't get legally married. But again, I would have signed the paper. I don't give no, a No, would you? <gasps> yes. So favorite. I know. But I had full faith in the process. I fully thought I was going to be with the person. And then I thought, even if I wasn't, that small percentage, they're going to sort the divorce anyway. Like, I I, I just, I agreed to do it. Like, I agreed to marry a stranger. Like, why not go the full hook? Like, but I know other people on the cast were like, no fucking way would I have done it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why, like, I really want to be a mum, but then the commitment scares me like wow. I'm like you can't take it back that's it like I don't want this one thank you <laughs> like, that's can't, yeah you can't do that and then like marriage even scares me a little bit like the commitment of it yeah I'm that's fair though like these are huge things like this yeah. is not like you know these aren't small little things so I do understand I think he's mad how everyone's so different honestly I would love to go back to the beginning of this episode exactly 33 minutes ago and hear me say I'm not really a warrior right? yeah. <laughs> we've broken it down so much we're like thing is though I mean worrying is a difficult one I think that it's it's consuming a lot of people and I think especially like you know the pandemic and stuff like that like to be mm. fair, I worried a lot then. Like that was a really, really like upsetting, difficult time in life. And I think that that probably did affect a lot of people, like how they approach things moving forward. Like I think a lot more people probably did become like warriors and, you know. Oh yeah, and- I honestly do think that is a thing. Yeah. Like I think it changed so many people forever. It was brutal. And it wasn't the staying in your house. Of course it wasn't that. Uh, although that's not great but it was everything that came with it it was oh the, my God. the financial worry the fact you couldn't even book a holiday without you know if, if you could go could you not go it was just like ev- I mean you couldn't even go out for a pint with your friend I don't drink pints if I did they couldn't you know like it was just yeah, yeah. you're so I mean, right I you're was, just consumed by worry I was googling the the, de- the death toll every day 
oh like my watching gosh, it grow up. Like, and I, it was like, I know it was like that thing in Harry Potter where they're like listening to the radio and it's like, you know, all the people listing all the people that had died. And I was just like, this is what it feels like. It was just, it was wild. Yeah, that's wild. so true. I forgot about that. I would say though, like kind of top tips to take away. If you are inherently a worrier if you know if you're or you're finding yourself just worrying a little bit more than maybe you should I do think a perfect uh way to kind of get started is make sure you're getting enough sleep I think that when you're when you're tired every, I mean it's such a mum thing to say everything seems worse yeah like it just does and I've realized that especially like I've been working a lot lately and I'm like I can actually see myself worrying about things that aren't necessary to worry about just because I'm tired. Yeah. So I think that might be a really basic place to start um, is to kind of like make sure you're kind of getting enough sleep. And also I think for me, if I find myself like unduly unduly worrying, um, I kind of try and bring myself as much back to the present as I possibly can. Um, without getting too happy on it, but kind of thinking of things that you're kind of grateful for and yeah. just that it does seem very happy and I know every single self-help person will tell you that but there is on a basic level like I found myself overwhelmed when I came out of work even today came out of work today and it was just one of those shows where my brain had just been on 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 for hours and I did this really random thing where I got off the train and like as I was walking up the steps I was like let's just put away the phone that's another one to do if you're a warrior. That's what I was going to, I, I was going to say the phone. Yeah. I, my mum keeps telling me to do it. She's like, put that phone away. Like I am yeah. addicted at the moment because my life revolves around a lot of it. And like, problem is because of how my brain works, it's so scattered. Like I'm like this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at one thing, looking at another, da, 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 da. And like, there's so many things going on in my brain that I do genuinely have to think about and plan and this that the other and it's just a lot and I just need to take a fucking break sometimes no I think you're absolutely right <laughs> I just love how loaded that was I just need to take a break <laughs> I do though I do like I do yeah. I do think it's actually damaging me at the moment like mm. I it's difficult because I can't switch off like everything is like okay I've got this event then and I then need to pick mm. an outfit and right okay I need to look for that and I need to do a bit of content for this and sign this off mm-hmm. and create a brief for that and Da, 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 and a work thing there and a this and an email and the amount of I need to write a list I need to write a list after this actually sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny well my little tip of getting into the present really simple way of doing it I literally did it as I came off the train today put the phone in my pocket because I realized I just sat the whole journey home on the phone yeah put it in my pocket and then I literally started counting the steps so basically you have to like go up and over the train station I was like I'm gonna count every step yeah. until I get to my car Oh my gosh, honestly, I cannot tell you how much it brings to the present. It's such a simple, simple thing. I'm, gonna I'm mm. not saying it's going to change, you know, your life and like everything. I'm sure there's plenty that you're worrying about. It's absolutely necessary. You know what I mean? And that, that you need to, and but it just takes you back to the present just for a moment. And it kind of worked for me just getting into the car. I literally counted my steps all the way home. Yeah, gosh. And it really helped. I'm just trying it really that. Yeah, if top you were. Uh... Top tip, guys. Yeah, top tip. But yeah, if you are worrying a lot, guys, feel free to reach out to us. Um, We're always here if you need to chat. But yeah, maybe try and put those tips in place. But there's definitely things I need to work on. Yeah, I think the phone's a big one. Mm. I've definitely woken up like after a couple of weeks and been like, I've not been living my life. I've been living it through this phone. Yeah. And on that note, no need to worry. (laughs) Yeah, everybody just stop. (laughs) No, I'm joking. No, I'm glad we did that one because it is something that I think is 
or we're becoming the wedding generation as they're telling us. Yeah, let's break the mold. Let's do Ooh. it, guys. Let's do it. Let's break the mold. And we will see you back here next Tuesday with another episode of Loose Lips. Don't forget to join us on Friday. We also have our extra lippy, um, which is basically where we get into, I guess, your worries and concerns and uh, your fun little messages that you also send us. So keep them coming. Yeah, please do. And you can send them to the Instagram at the Loose Lips podcast or the email contact at, oh my God, contact at the Loose Lips podcast.com. Or feel free to send us messages on our personal emails at Robin Richford with a Y or at Sophie H.L. Brown. (laughs) Beautifully done, Sophie. You did it. Okay, see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.